Okay, everyone, welcome to episode 71 of the Pushing Rubber Podcast. This is your host with the most, Adam Piggott. That was my cat jumping off a chair because he's been a little idiot today. Um, and I'm coming to you from grey, miserable and cold Holland. Not as miserable and cold, though, as the United States. Obviously, Trump has uh, fixed global warming <clears throat> by giving you one hell of a cold winter there. I heard it snowed in Florida. It also snowed today or yesterday in the Sahara Desert. I saw an amazing photo of uh, all this white snow and then you just saw the red sand underneath it <clears throat> on sections of the hill. Amazing. The global warming. And Now, uh, Al Gore's come out and said that uh, really cold weather is actually global warming. Uh, because the warming will then cause it to become cold. They have no shame. They have no shame, though, people. Look, if you're, if you're, look, here's the, the number one rule of running a scam. If you're running a scam, never, ever, ever, ever admit that it's a scam, no matter what evidence is placed before you. The most damning evidence that any reasonable person, this is what will happen. So you get someone who's running the scam, scam and the local townsfolk finally suspect that it's a scam or that maybe one guy a couple of guys suspect it's a scam they'll get all the evidence together this is all metaphorical obviously they'll get all the evidence together and then they'll uh, they'll confront the scam artist at uh, let's say the town hall meeting and everyone else who's there will be like they'll present this evidence and this is like if you have an iq of minus a million you have to know you would have to know in that situation that the evidence presented means there's no there's no measure of doubt that this is a scam. Absolutely. So the two the two guys who've had the balls to work it out will do it, and then the townsfolk will look at this and be like, oh oh oh, oh my lord, oh, and they'll look at the scam artist up there on the stage. The scam artist, boys and girls, at that point in time, you might think would be scared. It's not worried at the slightest. The scam artist will instead go all in, double down, increase even more that in spite of all of this overwhelming evidence has been placed before them by these two people here, he will reiterate again and again and again and again and again and again how his scam is not a scam and it's actually the best thing in the world while calling in to disrepute the personal character of the two men who are so stupid enough to put it forward. And he will wear the townsfolk down and but the townsfolk will leave that night completely convinced that the scam is not a scam at all, and the two guys obviously who did that realized that the stupidity of the people in the town would then immediately leave the town on horseback uh, and go and start working on an offshore oil rig because there'd be no other. I mean, what else would you do once you realize that the whole town is that stupid? I mean, you turn around and see your stupid as your children are as stupid as that. Pff, gone. So Al Gore and all the rest of them. They're not, they're gonna, they're gonna, Put as much evidence forward as you want. You know, you can have like you can have like a million pieces of evidence. Al Gore and that'll be just. Oh yeah, it's really really cold. Cold. We told you global warming was a threat. What? It's it. But, but it. Oh yeah, yeah. Makes sense now. He's right. You know, back when the Simpsons, like the early series of the Simpsons, a million years ago, when it was actually funny. Uh, and uh, you have these townsfolk things all the time. And, you know, the, the way that Homer would react, it was supposed to be an exaggeration, people laugh at it, but you know what? You know, most, most, most people are like Homer Simpson. Most people are like Homer. Yeah. Not too many people are like Bart. 
Uh, and there's definitely not too many people like uh, Marge, anyway. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's what's been going on this week. It's cold, and I'm still still suffering the effects uh, of this um, cold, this flu that I've had. <coughs> so sick for two weeks. I mean sick, really sick for two weeks. Worst flu I can remember having. Uh, and... Um, and I've just got this this cough. It just won't go away. It's been another, I think, another two weeks on top of that. And I get a little bit during the day, but at night when I lie down and go to bed, man, it's just just the absolute worst. It's really starting to drive me nuts. Um, so I haven't been to the gym for a month. What with being sick and with the whole New Year's Eve um, holiday season, Christmas. Sinterklaas and all the rest of it just wasn't happening. Uh, yesterday I went to the gym. Uh, first time in month. wasn't as it's not as bad today as I thought. Not nearly as bad. I remember because obviously I did squats. I did squats, shoulder uh, um, presses and standing shoulder military whatever it is and uh, deadlifts. Uh, I'm a lot less sore than I thought. Day two is always the worst day, and we'll see tomorrow whether I'm actually able to go to the gym. I might not be able to squat. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, um, it wasn't too bad. Um, I obviously wasn't able to lift as anywhere close to what I normally lift. Actually, I didn't push myself. I was about 25% lighter uh, on the squats uh, and about 10% lighter on the military presses and the deadlifts just to you know keep it keep it real you know work your way back into it and i'm gonna have next by the way there won't be a podcast next week um because i'm gonna be away for a week uh going to italy good wife and i driving over we're gonna do a week skiing back in my old haunt up in the dolomites there so anyway i was at the gym yesterday and uh, I go to the gym, and of course, this not only was it the first day for me back at the gym, it was my first day at the gym in the new year. And of course, for those of you who go to gyms know, January is the absolute worst month of the year to go to the gym because of all of the moron uh, New Year's resolution people who... And gyms, gyms rely on this, you know, they have... I mean, it must be the business model, yeah, and we'll get a whole bunch of people sign up in January who'll do a whole year sign up because they want to, you know, I think I spoke about this last week, so yeah, this is my first, and I go there, and there's only one squat rack in the whole gym, and of course, there's some fuckwit on it, and I'm like, ah, there's another, there's another rack that you can squat off, but it's not, it's just the rack, it's not the cage, you know, the powerlifting cage, so you have the protection if you fail. So I like go next to him, over, and he's he's dressed in this black tracksuit and white guy and short, like five seven or five eight or something, and uh, and like you know, and like not fat or overweight or anything like that. He's a normal looking guy, probably in his late twenties. He's got a baseball cap on, and he's got like these oversized white headphones on that are attached to his fucking iPhone, which he's just addicted to the whole time he's there and the squat rack the bar was on the outside as if you're gonna do military presses and it had no weights on it so i looked at that and i was like what's he doing all this stuff spread around 
Anyway, so I, I just start doing some warm-up squats with a low weight, and I'm just just keeping an eye on him out of the corner. Right, I'm right next to him just because I want to use the I want to use the fucking squat rack. And I swear to you not, the first five minutes that I'm there and I'm and I'm, you know, surreptitiously observing him to work out when I can make my move and get that piece of equipment, he's just standing just in front of the squat rack, flexing his buttocks. Yeah? Flexing his buttocks. Like just standing there and doing these pelvic buttocks. Uh, it's just like five minutes of this. Five minutes this was going on. Maybe even longer. I'm not exa- I'm, I'm under exam. It might have been 10 minutes. <coughs> then, and the whole time he's on his fucking phone. Whole time. Don't know why he come to the gym to do this myself. Don't know why. Then, you know, then he lies down on his stomach. But he's, I thought maybe he's going to start doing push-ups. No, he just starts... I don't even know what he's doing. It's nothing It's nothing that can be vainly construed as exercise. And it wasn't masturbation or any other form of solitary sexual uh, endeavours. But it just wasn't... It wasn't... It wasn't what you do. It wasn't what you do in the fucking squat rack. I mean, it's bad enough when, when Jim Bros start, you know, curling barbells in the squat rack. I mean, that's that's pretty akin to a death sentence. But pelvic thrusts without any piece of equipment? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Ten minutes of this and eventually I couldn't handle it any longer. So I go to him and say, excuse me, mate. And he's like, he's fucking freaked out. Oh, 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 oh. Whips his headphones off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're using the squat rack? Because, you know, I'd naturally like to use the squat rack for its intended purpose as he squatting. I said, oh, yeah, man, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was like, oh, well, that's all right, that's easy. He was here, he was there for another 30 minutes. He went, he moved out of where I was and continued his regime of pelvic thrusting and, and exercises that just weren't exercises, like sit-ups that weren't sit-ups, crunches that weren't crunches, push-ups that weren't push-ups, but, but, you know, you don't know, because I've never seen anything like this before either. I can't even describe this. You don't know. You don't know what this was, because I still don't know what it was. Then, then he goes on to, I'm just, you know, I do my, my sets, and then I'm buggered, and I've got a two-minute wait, and it's not an enormous gym. There's not many places <coughs> to look, you know. Well, it was like a fucking train wreck. Once you notice that someone's this, and it's a total soy boy. It's a total fucking soy boy. And then he goes on to the... He starts... He then sees that I'm squatting. And I'm squatting light. And for me, light... I'm squatting 100 kilos. That's light. I weigh 70 kilos. That, for me, was a light squat. You know, I wanted to get back into it. And I didn't want to hurt myself. I don't know whether he started... I'll do what he does. I couldn't even watch his technique. He got he got the bar. It was just the bar. That's it. Just the bar. And I was like, I was about to watch his technique and I just averted my gaze. I was like, I don't even want to watch. I don't even want to see what he does. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. I don't, I'm not going to talk. I'm not, I'm not going to have anything to do with this fucking soy boy. He does, he does, he does the squats things. I don't even know what he did. Then he goes to the, he goes around just gazing at pieces of equipment. Then he goes on a little bench press, you know. Lies down, just the bar, just the bar, 20 kilos. Does I don't even know, I wasn't watching, I just knew he was there. But I just couldn't, I couldn't look. I just, it was like, ugh. 
30 minutes, 40 minutes. Why are you coming to the gym? Why? You're wasting your time. You know, the whole time on his phone, the whole time. The only time he wasn't on his phone when he was actually doing a squat of issues. Otherwise, when he was doing these pretend push-ups, he's on his phone the whole time. You're not exercising, mate. I mean, it's bad enough the people who come along and get on get on a walker or a bike and sit there, you know, pedaling along or walking along and watch TV. You're not exercising, you know. If you finish your exercise and you're not gasping for breath, if you go down to the change room and you're not like, <laughs> you haven't done anything, you know. You haven't done anything. I on his phone the whole time. Look, I actually thought about this. You know, success is relative. For those of you young people, guys out there who are like, oh, you know, I I have to there's let's say let's say you go for a job and there's a hundred other applicants. There's ninety-five of them are gonna be people like this. You know? Phones. Mobile phones with internet on them are like are like are like the best opportunity for all young men there out of all out of all time. Because ninety-nine percent of your competitors are just taking themselves out right from the word go. This guy can't even go to the gym and get off his fucking phone. Well, he's gonna be in an interview and be on his phone. Yeah, mate, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what was the question? Uh, what do I know about company XYZ? Oh, um, hang on. I'm on my phone. Let me, uh, yeah, let me check. They're just taking themselves out. They're just, they're just, success is relative, guys. Success is relative to your competitors. These are your competitors. You know, the, the, we didn't have this level of distraction 20 years ago when I was a young man, you know? You know, your distraction probably was your work or something like that. We just didn't have it. You know, you go out and do hobbies and stuff. And rah, 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 rah. This is what it's like. They're all, they're all zombified, you know? So there's 100 other people applied for a job. So what? So 95% of them are going to be like this guy. You just have to beat four others. They're going to be fucking morons. They're going to be fucking morons. I just... Oh. Anyway. All right, rant over. Uh, I got a uh, email <coughs> this week. It's actually I got an email from this guy a couple of weeks from a reader. Email from a reader answering a reader's question. I should charge for these. I really should charge. The reason I'm doing it on the podcast is I just can't be bothered doing it writing because writing takes time and talking is easy. Well, talking I can just spew shit. Writing I actually I. I compose. You know, if I write, if I write you an email, generally it's gonna be, you know, I'm gonna have to spend some time on it. You know, is this? Yeah, look at it. Blah blah blah. Can I get this shorter? Can't be fucked. Also, the reason that I'm gonna uh, read it out is because I think it's a question that some of you actually out there could uh, benefit from. Now, he originally, and I'll keep it um, obviously. Uh, I'm not gonna give his name out. Um, he originally emailed me about a month ago, or three weeks ago, December 18th, uh, with uh, a question for me. And the question was, in your opinion, what are the opportunities for a person living in Europe compared to a person living in North America? As well, what is your opinion of European women compared to North American women? <coughs> and I just wrote him back and said, look, your question's a bit too vague to answer in any real way. What, what are you talking about? You know, what are the uh, what are the opportunities for a person living in Europe compared to a person living in North America? Doing what? I don't fucking know. Uh, I wrote to him, each person's circumstances are unique, particularly work skills and the like. A person's success with women and compatibility also has much to do with his own nationality. If you make your question more detailed with relevant into it, then I can maybe help you. 
So he got back to me uh, this week. It took him three weeks to do. Uh, so, hi Adam, I'll rephrase the question then and give you a bit of my background. I'm a recent university graduate who majored, majored in finance. State number one. How's that worthless degree going for you? And I currently live in Toronto, Canada. Well, apparently that's like sh the shit is... I think that Toronto is the sh apparently the shit-lib capital of the world, isn't it? Because I, I listen to a bunch of Jordan Peterson stuff. And it really sounds like uh, I can understand why you want to get out of there. I, however, would like to leave my hometown soon as I find that there are no opportunities for me here personally. I'd like just like to know which continent, Europe or North America, is better regarding these two points. Still not sure about opportunities, what he's talking about. I'm assuming he's talking about professional opportunities. I hope he was talking about professional opportunities. I'll give you, look, your first bit of advice to you, especially if you want to get out in the workforce because you're a recent university graduate, can you please be more clear and precise and, and, not, and not think that everyone can read your mind? And this is, this is uh, it's not, a, I'm not having a go, this is really serious. I really feel like a lot of people have, especially you know, around this age group, I really have this, this problem of, it's, it's, it's ironic how many university degrees there are in communication and the level of communication that, that, that people actually possess. Yeah? This is still very vague. After I asked him to be clear, I actually specifically said, I actually specifically said, each person's circumstances are unique, particularly work skills and the like. Major in finance. Oh, fucking hell. <coughs> I don't know. He goes on. In your opinion and with your life experience, which continent out of these two that have have women who are more adult-minded? As well, which continent has more attractive women and women who actually love men enough to help them to do better in life? In your opinion and with your life experience, which continent has more opportunities for a man to better himself, to challenge himself in positive ways, such as his hobbies, than to avoid the easy distractions and pitfalls of modern day life and society, such as the rat race and other people imposing they're unnecessary wills on a man. If you wanted to avoid the rat race, I don't know why you majored in finance. Straight off the bat. I really don't know why you majored in finance if you want to avoid the rat race. Look, I'm going to answer this very, very, very clearly. As uh, many writers and commentators in, in the Manosphere state, such as Roycey, Rollo, and others, you have to make your life your mission. You don't make women your mission in life. You make your mission your mission. In that case, if a young man, your mission is to make a man of yourself, to build yourself up as, an, as a man. Your interests, your hobbies, your work, your earning potential, everything, that is your mission, who you are as a man. What's my mission right now? Because my mission has changed over my life for those who have followed, read, read my, fir my first two books and, you know, kind of know what I've done. My mission now, really, is my writing. That's my mission. Everything that I do now is, is really kind of secondary to that. My focus of that is, of my writing, is my mission. I'm working on my third book now. I try and write an article every day. I try and make an article. That, that is my mission. My wife supports that mission. She is a part of my life. My wife is not my mission. 
In other words, my wife <coughs> is not the center of my life. So if you say, which, you should not be asking me which continent are these two of women who are more adult-minded. Which, well, which continent is more attractive women and women who actually love men enough to help them to do better in life? I'm sure that you would be able to meet a woman who would knock the majority of women in Europe for six in North America who would be absolutely fantastic, just as I am sure you'd be able to meet a woman in Europe who could do the same in reverse. Yes, in generalities, Anglo-Saxon women tend to be pretty fucking demented. But you need to make your mission your focus. You're not sticking women on a pedestal. You shouldn't be basing... If you're basing your life on... Before you even really start out on, on which women are better, generally, in which continents, then you've just got your whole priority skewed. You should be asking me, out of North America and Europe, which have the most opportunities for a man to be professionally successful at this time and if you ask me that question i wouldn't even hesitate in saying uh the united states of america because of someone called president donald trump who is absolutely killing it over there at the moment and the economy is responding jesus christ guys 30 or 40 years around the world of bullshit leftist progressive policy the big government oppressive tax regimes keynesian economy economy economic economics all this sort of stuff this is the first major western country in the world that's that's just basically giving all that the finger and they are exploding the economy in the usa is exploding at the moment of course you want to be there if that's where you're from absolutely of course adam why did you go to europe then well my wife's dutch we don't have any connections in the united states i'm 46 years old you know if i was if i was 20 years younger right now yeah donald trump usa i'd Probably give it a shot. Yeah. As you get older, connections and family are important. I podcasted about this the other week. You should be going to the USA and you should be doing your best to ride this train and set yourself up for the future. And make a man of yourself. Your hobbies are a part of that. Which continent has more opportunities for a man to better himself? Well, that's irrelevant. You better yourself based on your own efforts. <coughs> And the people that you surround yourself with. Like if you if you if you go from Toronto and move and say, right, I'm gonna go to the USA, and then you rock up in fucking San Francisco or something like that, well you need your fucking head red, don't you? You don't do that. You go somewhere and you, you, you work hard, right? You're a finance degree, what you can do. Well, what's going off at the moment? Well, well, Trump wants wants America, the USA to be the primary oil producer, oil and gas producer in the world within a year. Holy fuck then, is that, I, I know people in the oil and gas industry. I used to work in the oil and gas industry. Oh my God, is the oil and gas industry uh, starting to really happen in the US? Really, really going to start happening. Watch the price of oil. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Might actually go down because there's been so, so much manipulation that OPEC companies. It's a different different story. Jesus, there's so much happening in the US. And I'll be getting into a I'll be getting into a red state, a really hard red state. Like there's no way I'd move to Houston in Texas, which has just been deluged by leftist fucks fleeing the uh, the consequences of their own stupid voting tendencies in California. There's just no way. You got to go somewhere that's absolutely not covered. The southern states, the Appalachians, or whatever they call them. I've I've, I've seen that. The, Look, someone that voted fucking Donald Trump and voted Donald Trump hard, yeah? 
that's where I'd be going. And I'd be going, the women, look, whatever, man, whatever, okay? Spin plates, spin plates. Have a bunch of girls on the side. Do not have a living girlfriend. Do not have a serious relationship with a woman that lasts longer than six months unless you intend to marry her and you do fucking ask her to marry you, yeah? You will know within three months. Three months is generous, let's be honest. You'll know within eight weeks of shacking up with the chick whether she's crazy or not because she won't be able to control her personality defects for longer than that period of time. Eight weeks is the absolute maximum that a woman can keep her fucking demons in her head under control before out it all comes. Yeah? So that that's my advice, man. That's my advice. Which continent? North America. Which country? USA. Not Canada. They're so cucked. They are so cucked at the moment. They are so, so, so cucked. Just, just Justin Trudeau has to be the... I think, I think in future, when the term cuck is actually a, a significant term in the dictionary, there will be Justin Trudeau's photo next to it in any online dictionary. Uh, that's this is the guy who tried to justify, you know, honor killings as being as being absolutely fine because it's culturally significant. <laughs> good for some, not good for others. Um, so, ba ba ba. Adult, adult, and women are all. Oh, that's what I want to say as well. In your opinion, with your life experience, which continent out of these two have women who are more adult mind? By the way, your your email was riddled with grammar and spelling errors. Riddled. Riddle, you're supposed to be a university graduate, recent university graduate. If you write, I'm a recent university graduate, and then, and then write as if you're in, you're 13, and it's not fair to 13 year old. I'm thinking about 13 year olds when I knew 13 year olds, then the, the two aren't going together. Start off, because you go, in your life and with your experience, which kind of these two that have women who are more adult minded? You don't need a that in that sentence there. Uh, look, if you make an adult of yourself, if you make a man of yourself, then you'll be able to identify women who have made adults of themselves as well. With women, by the way, maturity doesn't signify adultness. I've known adult women who are 18 or 19 years old. Yeah? Women mature a lot faster than men. By the way, the majority of women out there are infantile. Infantile. But don't think adult women means older. Nah. And you want to avoid older chicks anyway. They've, they've, they don't want to live with the responsibility of their bad choices. <coughs> so you need to become an adult yourself, and then you can find adult women. My fourth ever podcast, podcast number four, was how to find an adult as a partner, as a relationship. Listen to that. But start off, one of the things you can start off with being an adult is, well, if you're a recent university graduate, if you approach someone with a le- an email in this regard, you need to, an adult will take the time and the effort to write it properly, okay? There's your starting point. So, North America, specifically the USA. Forget about chicks, focus on your mission. Your mission is making a man of yourself, providing for yourself, you never want to have to need a woman in your life. You sound through this like you need a woman. You don't need women. Okay? Have fun. Learn game. Spin plates. Study the manners for your stuff. That's my answer to you. Okay.
how far we got in this? Because uh, this isn't even what I want to talk about on this podcast, really. <coughs> okay. Um, I caught a, a rant um, by a guy called Owen Benjamin. Now, apparently, he's a comedian, uh, conservative. Uh, alt, we could even say alt-right. Um, I was pretty impressed, actually. It's called Get God, Get a Baby and Shut Up. Wonder who he's talking about? <laughs> I wonder who he's talking about. Oh, my God. Get God, get a baby and shut up. And I, if I could, if I knew what I'm doing with Audacity, which I don't, um, I'd, like, I'd like cut some of his stuff in and so you could hear it. And As it is, I'll link to his rant it's a six minute rant uh in the show notes on my website uh but i want to i want to speak about some of these points that he brings up because damn some of these are good damn 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 some of these are good so he's basically he's um his description here is weaponized maternity is hitting our society pretty hard right now and i attempt to break down the system that created it um blah, 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 blah. here's some of the points he makes uh women work women are encouraged to work by the state this then doubles the tax base very true very 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 true uh the wage gap isn't true and everyone knows that it's been completely debunked but the point about going on about the wage gap all the time is not to solve some imaginary unsolvable problem. The, the reason that progs go on about the wage gap all the time is because they want to install in women an idea that being a woman is defined by work. They've attempted to get rid of the two traditional gender roles. Traditionally, being a woman was defined by motherhood that is what humans have done for 150,000 years however long we've been trotting around this earth and now in the last 20 years suddenly being a woman is defined by work that's one of the reasons they go on about well that is the only reason they go on about the wage gap all the time they want women to assume it's always strong empowered woman strong empowered independent woman strong independent empowered woman of course their actions are completely the opposite of what this is but this is it this and this is what owen benjamin said this is brilliant they're trying to find being a woman as as being defined by her her work and this is this is really insidious and really really crazy so uh Go to university and get in debt, big time. So then you have to go to work. You don't have a choice. Okay, that's another big thing. They they go to these universities. Is it the? By the way, it's only the universities in Anglo-Saxon countries in <coughs> Australia, the U.S., Canada, these sort of places that the the cost of degrees has gone through the roof with CPI. I mean, it's just it's just completely completely crazy Whoa, look at the graph like cpi is like up goes the cost of university degrees i mean even beating beating the cost of medical medical bills you know nothing and housing nothing comes close to university degrees as a rate of increase of their of their, of their cost 
Uh, this isn't the case in, in, in European countries like Netherlands or Italy. Eh, the degrees cost a bit. I think, it's, I think it's something like 20 grand to get an MBA in a Dutch university. And by the way, an MBA in a Dutch university is not like an MBA in an American university. You can fail in a Dutch university pretty hard. You know one of the interesting things about Italian universities as well? You can't go to an Italian university and do sport. You can't do hobbies. There won't be any theatre groups or, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing. There's nothing like that on an Italian campus. If you're studying an MBA at an Italian university, not only will, is that the only thing you're allowed to do while you're there, but if you, if you get involved in extracurricular activities, if they were available, which they're not, I know for a fact professors who I've uh, personal experience with this. People have told me like professors yank them in, and I hear you are spending time on a on a on a you're becoming a swimming athlete in your spare time. Yeah, that's not good because you're not devoting enough time to your MBA. This is this is what European universities are like. They're completely different. <coughs> so they get the, the women in debt, so now they have to go out and work. Have to go out and work, so they don't have a family. They put it off. They become dependent on the government if they want to have a family because they need childcare, don't they? They need they need they need someone they need to have someone to look after their kid proxy for them, but get paid by the government to do this so they can continue to work to pay off that enormous university debt that they got saddled with. How old are you now? You know, 35, 36, 37, whatever. This is what's known as as empowerment, apparently. Yeah, this is what's known as empowerment. Spend your glory years as a woman slaving away in a cubicle. Become a Googler. That's what they call people who work at Google. I'm a Googler. What's, oh, I read, I read uh, James Damore has got his uh, litigation. I'll be linking to this in the Hot Chicks and links of the week, this thread this week. Uh, he's got his whole, his whole plaintiff um document james damore versus google class action lawsuit i read the whole thing today holy crap listen to this so 0.72 Wu told damore he was being terminated for quote perpetuating gender stereotypes unquote Rouse then stated this was uh google's final decision when damore attempted to explain why his termination was unlawful Rouse stated there would be no discussion uh, during the call when they terminated Demore, neither Wu nor Rao identified any Google policy or procedure that Demore had violated. Terminated for perpetuating, perpetuating gender stereotypes. What does that even mean? Hang on, I'm a man and you hired me eight years ago as a man, but now you're firing me for perpetuating gender stereotypes by being a man? Um, um, the level of lunacy... You've got to read this whole document, guys. You've got to. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes as well. I'll, I'll, and I'll put it in the hot chicks and links on Friday, but I'll put it in the show notes. Not only did Google, I'm reading, not only did Google terminate DeMore for his political views relating to workplace issues, but they then rewarded individuals who disagreed with and disparaged, disparaged DeMore. Like the group think here and the group behavior, you know, Mao's, Mao's bloody cultural revolution worries would have been proud of what's going on at Google. The Google recognition team. Google recognition team. I mean, Big Brother's come to Google, hasn't it? You know, love is war. No, war is love. Hate is power. Power is hate. Up is down. Black is white. Male is female. The Google recognition team allowed employees to give fellow employees, quote, peer bonuses, unquote, for arguing against the Moore's political viewpoints. This is in public, in, in Google. 
Peer bonuses were typically reserved for outstanding work performance or for going above and beyond an employee's job duties. Defending the liberal agenda or defending violations of California employment law is not in any Google employee's job description. Point 76. In one example of this, an employee gave a peer bonus to another employee and stated that the bonus was for, quote, speaking up for googly values and promoting diversity and inclusion in the wretched hive of scum and villainy that is Demore's memo, unquote. Wretched hive of scum and villainy. These guys have been watching too much Star Wars, I think. Wasn't that the description of, of the, 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 the bloody airport port area on Tatooine or something? Wretched hive of scum and speaking up for googly values. They're Googlers if you work at Google. I mean, look, by the way, the Google recognition team reviewed this justification, considered it appropriate, and allowed the bonus to proceed. Um, I'm, after reading this whole document, by the way, James Damore, I initially, when James Damore thing came out, I was very, very sceptical. I thought that he was just another bleeding heart liberal that had said, oh, wouldn't it be like, you know, yeah, kind of like Jesus Christ, wouldn't it be nice if we were nice to everyone? And, you know, got hit on the head because of it. But it turns out, based on his actions over a couple of years, that he was really <coughs> working against Google's overwhelming liberal bias and a liberal agenda. But I just don't know how anyone with half a brain can keep a straight face if they need to refer to themselves as a Googler and have googly values. I mean, it's obvious that, it's obvious that these people have, I'm not talking about James Damore, but Google employees in general, have no lives. That their, um, their work for a big company, and it's not ironic. I mean, that they're supposed to be so against capitalism and big companies and yet they, they subsume their whole lives and ident- individual identities to be Googlers and have googly values. It's just, it's just fucking pathetic on every level. And it's the opposite of what a man, a man would do. Some of the, oh, I should have I found it. Oh, there was, one, there was one guy. Let me see if I can find him really quickly. Because, by the way, it's not just James Damore. There's two guys who have bought this class class action suit um, against against Google. Um, and there's another... The other one goes through all his stuff. Um, apparently, Google blocks... Oh, here we go. So basically, this guy this guy complains about uh, increasing diversity efforts, which do not, which basically are unfair against white guys, yeah. As in lowering the hiring bar for minorities or arranging events where white men are or feel excluded. Then some uh, there's like a, a internal looks like a Twitter thing or something that's internal to Google. It's all internal to Google. All the stuff that's been posted on this fucking class action lawsuit is all internal to Google and they've got 161 pages of stuff. I read the whole lot. I read the whole lot. And I'm not, I'm not one of those. I didn't read the, the specific torts and what, what laws and stuff they're doing, but I read the whole lot apart from that and it's riveting stuff. Liz Fong Jones replies to this, frankly, I could care less about being unfair 
Two, edited to add cisgender, straight, able-bodied, wealthy white men. You already have all the advantages in the world. This guy responds, we will not agree on that. Then another guy responds, aka straight white male, the lowest difficulty setting there is. Then some guy called Jonathan Reed. The fact that the first comment on this post is a microaggression speaks volumes about the cultural problem at Google. Then this Liz Fong Jones cow comes back with, I understand that we're not going to agree and you're entitled to your own opinions. However, I wish you'd considered how I might receive the remarks before you made them. Women everywhere, everywhere expecting to re- men to read their minds. Coming to a workplace near you. Employ women. Employ women and soon your white, straight white male employees will have to read their minds on a professional basis. Otherwise they can't do their jobs properly. But here's the bit of, here's the bit I've been building up to. Frank Mayhar Look him up, guys. Frank, and then M-A-Y-H-A-R, Google. Look him up on LinkedIn. Sure he exists. Say hello. Tell him what you think of what he wrote here. By the way, Frank Mayhar, A-E-R-E, the biggest white knight, cuck, soy boy, beta, omega, blowhard since Justin Trudeau. Here's what he wrote. April 22nd, 2015. Speaking as a white man, well, I can't say here what I really want to say, which would involve some very NSFW language. So let me just say that you and those folks and those like you are not just part of the problem, you're most of the problem. Emphasis not added, it was already there. And let me remind you of the adage, it's better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. No, no, no introspection these people he goes on i wish i could apologize to erica baker and all the rest of the women and minorities that this um person has insulted but i can't all i can do is to speak out against this kind of blinkered pig ignorant bs and try to fight it as hard as i can as others have said if you're a woman and or a minority and you need an advocate or just someone to talk to, I'm here and am willing to go to bat for you anytime. Frank Mayer's bald, glasses, looks around late 30s. Uh, and uh, yeah, he'll go out to bat for you anytime, girls. Girls, because that's the kind of white knight he is. No, no ulterior motives, chicks. No ulterior motives. Frank Mayer does not is not doing this to try and appear attractive to the opposite sex. He's not doing this as a class A classic white knight beta soy boy move. Surely Frank Mayhart is not doing that. Oh my lord. You gotta you gotta read this document, guys. It's absolutely freaking Well, I wanna I was gonna say hilarious, but it's not hilarious. It's... Anyway. Back to uh, Owen Benjamin's rant. I've written notes wrong, so it was so good. Like I said, I'll be linking to it. It's just some great, great point. His best point, though, his best point was this. These women don't have kids. And he identified an interesting thing. It's like he's saying he worked with, uh, he worked with um, um, some female comedians. I don't know. Uh, Amy Schumer. He said he said she was a fucking rock star. She was really onto it. And he said and he said, you know, in a in her late twenties or early twenties, late twenties, something like that. And this is what happens with women women. In general. Don't do the not all women are like that shit for me. I can't just can't. You know they're the 
these sort of chicks who are going out and becoming strong, independent women, you know what? In their 20s and into their early 30s, they can be some of the most fun girls. <coughs> like he was saying about Amy Schumer, I'm sure. Absolute rock star. That you, best hangouts, all the rest of it. But then they start to go crazy. And they start to go crazy because being a woman is not defined by work. Being a woman is defined by motherhood. Just like being a man is defined by having a mission. Having a dragon to slay. Having, 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 having an army to go and fight in and conquer the world. A man with a mission. A woman with motherhood. You take those two things away as Owen Benjamin states. And you've got serious trouble. You've got serious trouble brewing. So these women start hitting like 33, 34. They're childless. And now they're hitting the wall and they're seeing that they're not having the same zazzy effect on, uh, on the men that they were having before. Because let's face it, these, these women, you know, might be fantastic and good fun, but the real reason that you're also hanging out with them is because they're in their 20s, they're, 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 you know, and you, you want to fuck them. And now you hit, they hit 34, 35. Well, there's, there's a whole bunch of chicks 10 years younger than you, sweethearts. There's a whole bunch of chicks who are now doing the same thing that you've done and they're younger and they're firmer and they're prettier and they're tighter, hopefully. Yeah. And these women, they hit the wall and they start to go crazy. They start to go crazy. And they haven't had, ki- have ki- they haven't had kids. So what they then do is infantilize. Infantile. They infantilize. Is that a word? Infantilize? They infantilize everyone else as compensation. It's a compensation move. They need to compensate for the fact that they never have kids. So they then treat everyone else like babies. And that is what we have now in our Anglo-Saxon societies. We have infantilized societies. We have, we have, we have big government smothering you and everything. You need to be people. We need a sugar tax. People must be protected against the sugar in that Diet Coke or whatever it is. And we need to tax this, blah, 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 blah. We need to, you're not allowed to smoke in the bars anymore because, you know, you know, people can't make choices. This is how we behave with five-year-olds. Yeah? The thing is, driving it is these women who have never had kids. And now, and now as, as Owen Benjamin says, suddenly everything's about safety and not saying the wrong word, and not hurting anyone's feelings anymore, because that's what these women need to do now, because their mothering instinct and natures have not been satisfied by the act of having children. They're freaking out because they're probably not going to be able to find a guy to have kids with, and every fucking week there is an article in The Guardian or The New York Times or some other fucking soy boy, left-hard prog, liberal bullshit, miserable excuse for what is essentially fake news in every way form about I'm 31 and I can't find a fucking guy. Where are all the good guys gone? I mean, you can set your literal fucking watches to this happening every fucking day around the world. There'll be some new article by some demented female somewhere about how there's no guys available, apparently. No guys. No guys anywhere because of, well, yes, there are, there's fucking guys everywhere. It's all stupid fucking choices, you stupid fucking women. 
So they baby everyone. They baby everyone. And there's, uh, there's a bit that Owen said that was great. They talk to us as if we're one year old. They say things like, oh, you're acting out. Oh, I don't like that word. Oh, what did these far Johns? I wish you considered how I might receive the remarks before you made them. This is how you talk to children. This is how you talk to fucking children. That's what you go through this Google fucking, you go through this class action lawsuit that Demore is bringing against Google and you and you read everything, that every quote that they've got from women and it's full of them. <coughs> like Article B is just all these bloody quotes on these Google internal websites. And, and you reread these as if the woman is speaking to a child. Let, let's do this. Let me just go down. All right, there's someone called Tim. Uh, someone called Tim. That's a man. Why We Fight by Tim. Oh, God. Uh, need to find a woman. Need to find a woman. There's lots of stuff with... Guy called works at Google called Punch All the Night Nazis. That fat neck beard guy. Oh dear, Tim Chevalier seems to be big on this. Um, it's all white knights. Oh, don't let me down. Don't. Is Asfandaya Quiraci? Uh, oh, I'm a white male. Uh, hang on. Your name is Asfandaya Quiraci, and you say, oh no, he's quoting someone. All right. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's just not, that's just not the case. Um... Chloe Stevens, and she's got. Uh, quoting Scalsi. Uh, there's. Oh, God. It seems all to be beta white knight orbiters. God, these guys are morons. God, they're so dumb. There's no chicks here. But it. Look, my point is valid. My point is valid. They talk to us as if we're one year old. As Owen said, they talk to us as if we're one year old. I don't like that word. You didn't consider our feelings. They, they literally, it's Western Anglo-Saxon society now is a giant compensation for women who've never had babies or, or who can't see themselves Having babies. Because maybe they don't have enough money to freeze their eggs, the poor darlings. Though I bet you, I bet you that taxpayers are going to have to, if they're not already, are going to have to bloody fork out for that too in the future. Oh, let me see. So you spent your your 20 most um, fertile, childbearing year, years uh, walking around with your hair coloured blue, calling yourself a Googler, and now you realise that you wanted to have kids, so we have to pay for it. Let's do that. Let's fuck ourselves up the ass one more fucking time. Eh, what could possibly go wrong? Hey, you could, you could maybe, all you girls, you could end up with Soy Boy that I saw at the gym yesterday. Soy Boy with the giant wide headphones and the, and the pelvic thrusts. The pelvic, who goes to the gym and does pelvic thrusts in public? Just stands there. He stood there with his hands on his hips for five minutes in front of a mirror doing pelvic thrusts. What is that? His buttocks were clenched. Nice, clenched buttocks. What is that? What is that? What is that? I didn't think I was in Holland at one point. I was like, what is this? 
I wasn't the only guy looking at him funny, man. There was a couple of us looking at each other going, whoa. I'm not scared to approach him. I thought I was going to get raped. Yeah. Talked into doing something. Because if you don't sleep with a homo now, well, then you're a homophobe. Isn't that the essence of being a homophobe, though? Scare, fear of being forced to sleep with a homosexual. <laughs> it's like it's actually coming true. It's actually coming true. Brilliant points from Owen Benjamin on 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 women. It's just it's gonna. It, this is really gonna influence future articles that I write on the subject because it is so true. Uh, society is convinced, and you know who's convinced women, who you know, because we say society is convinced women. Society is convinced women that being a woman is defined by work. Who is this society? Well, this is all the fucking baby boomer chicks that made their lives defined by work were hellish unhappy, burnt out, bitter and twisted hags, got into positions of power and authority and influence. And if there's a one thing, if there's one thing guaranteed, if there's one thing in life that's guaranteed after death and taxes, it's this. Yeah, there's three guarantees in life, ladies and gentlemen. There's death. That's a guarantee. There's taxes. That's a guarantee. But there's one more, and this is my own, this is Adam's third guarantee of life. If a woman has made choices that have resulted in her long-term unhappiness and utter degradation, she will do her absolute best to ensure that every other woman is forced to make the same the same mistakes so that they feel just as bad as she is so that her abject misery has unlimited company. That is the reason. That is the reason that we're in this situation now because these fucking bitter baby boomer hags made all the wrong choices and then were absolutely determined to make other women fall for the same shit as they used to say, misery loves company this is a law of the universe ladies and gentlemen an absolute law of the universe i tell you what that's the name of this podcast the misery loves company episode don't you just love it when a plan comes together <clears throat> shout outs captain capitalism aaron clary sponsors this blog good on you aaron he's a good guy Aaron, no matter what everyone says about you, I think you're okay. <coughs> you can check him out. <coughs> Fuck this cop. He can check him out at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Uh, he's on Google. He's a he's not a Googler, but he's on Google. Uh, Captain Capitalism, rantings and tirades of a frustrated economist. Has um, a podcast, which he does twice a week. A clean version and a non-clean version. Mine's just a non-clean version. Look, we're all adults here. We're all adults, aren't we? If you're 15 years of age and you're listening to this podcast, I just want to say one thing to you. Good on you, son. Uh, he has a YouTube channel where combines that with his asshole consultancy business where he answers your questions for money, which is what I should have done with the question today, which I thought I answered very well. Uh, what's he got? And he always puts up a few every day. Today, request nepotist bosses, feminism spinsters and cats. That sounds like a good one. Uh, what should college athletes study? Well, not be an athlete. Uh, minimalists and credit cards. Clary test on Paul, Sally, and Kip Throne. Clary test on Margaret Thatcher. Um, he's got what if Cappy was a millennial? That sounds interesting. Um, 
he's got a bunch of books. Uh, I've read a, a bunch of them. Uh, they were uniformly excellent, though some of them had their flaws, but the the excellence far outweigh any flaws uh, that uh, that Cappy has. Um, check him out. Make him a staple of your internet perusals on a daily basis. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on SoundCloud and spread it around, guys. Spread it around. It's slowly starting to pick up. It's slowly starting to pick up, but I need you guys to spread it around. You're tuning in every week. You get value out of this. I'm not I'm not charging you money for it. All I can say, guys, is spread the word and I get to sell more books. Speaking of books, two books, Pushing Rubber Down Hill, A Journey to Manhood via Whitewater Adventures, and Run Guts Pull Cones of Whitewater Rafting Adventure in the Italian Alps. Get them online, Amazon, Book Depository, uh, wherever the hell you want to get them. Order it from your local bookshop. Leave me a review on Amazon or Goodreads, and uh, I'll love you. I'll love you a long time. Um, check out my blog, Pushing Rubber Down Hill, and you can subscribe to that as well, which would be always, always appreciated. Guys, this podcast has been a blast. Uh, don't you go changing. Um, and remember, <coughs> don't get this. A, don't get this cold. And B, won't be a podcast next week because I'll be in Italy uh, skiing down the slopes. That's not racist. Um, So uh, I'll see you in two weeks. Be cool.